when he did his test, I got him through it. I took everybody else out of the, the warehouse. There was just me and him. I didn't speak to him. I just stood in one place. I didn't let him show me mark any marks down. I wanted him to concentrate on what he knew he had to do. Forget about me. And when it finished, he'd come off that truck. He was shaking. He could see he was really, really bad. He only got 25 penalty points. He passed the test. So would you like to say just a little bit about who you are, where you're talking from today? Yeah, yeah. What part of the country and um, anything. Take it where you want it to go. Yeah, well, my name's Trevor Mortimer. Um, I'm talking to you from Kipax in Leeds, West Yorkshire. Um, I was originally, I became a purchasing manager and then I took the step to completely pack all that in to be able to work for myself and become an instructor trainer and all through the help of the eager trust and reboot so the reason why i'm talking to you today is one to say my opportunity or to give me my opportunity to say thank you to everybody on reboot and the eager trust for all the help and support that i've received so far it's been an amazing journey so I want to, so we could leave it there, can we? Because that's a great bit, little <laughs> thing you said there, or massive thing that you said there. But what I want to do is, uh, like all good stories, they have a start, a middle and an end. And I'm really aware that yours is not even over yet. No, it's but, not. It's ongoing. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really keen to just get you to go back into your archives to April 19th when you first met me and Martin and the crew yeah. um, up in Leeds at your induction. And uh, you came with a shopping bag. And I want to know what you wanted to put in the shopping bag compared to what you actually put in the shopping bag. To be honest, the shopping bag that I had coming into there, I have, I had no idea what was going to be put into it. But by the end of it, I had a massive trolley full of goods um, that was going to help me throughout my the rest of my career. When I got to the reboot, and as soon as I walked in to the into the room, the atmosphere was just unbelievable. It was warming. It was inviting. Um, the people were so friendly. And when I looked round at the staging of everything, I thought, wow, this is amazing. And the things that were on the boards, on the different sections, I thought, what is it? What is going on? What am I going to get from this? And like I said, by the end of it, I had a trolley full. But the one thing that stuck in my mind more than anything is when Martin introduced himself at the beginning. And all you guys were stood at the back, watching and waiting. And Martin come come forward and started to tell a story. What we didn't realise was halfway through, this story was about him. And to say it was inspirational is an understatement. So straight away I thought, yeah, 
I'm in good company here. And the people that were around me was, it was just incredible. And halfway through, and I realized that the story was Martin. It, it just touched, it just touched you straight away. You thought, well, if this guy can do anything from that, what the heck can I do? What can I achieve from it? Mm. So during the two days that we were there on the reboot, um, I didn't want it to end. One, it was lovely food, free, of course, being a Yorkshireman. <laughs> Anything for free and we're there. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the, uh, obviously the food were free, but the atmosphere and the things that, were, that I learned from that, from all you guys, was incredible. And the fact of the matter is that in my locker at the moment, in Reboot, I have something like another 15 courses to get through that over and above what I'm doing already to help my career. And when I met Kelly, I have spoke to Kelly every single month since April last year. And it's like, it's like I've got somebody there on my shoulder all the time. So whenever I speak to Kelly, she asks me how I'm going on with my career. There's been a couple of low points and she's been there and she's listened to everything. It's not a case of Kelly being um, a mentor. She's also a bit of a sounding board and she totally gets where you're coming from. And it's nice to have that, um, that relationship with somebody. Yeah, we've only met the ones. We planned to meet up um, whenever she came up to Newcastle up this way. And unfortunately, because of COVID, we've not been able to do that. But like I said, when I left there on the Sunday afternoon at five o'clock, my bag and trolley was full of information. And again, Yorkshireman, free iPad. What more can I say? <laughs> Next time, it'll be a free PS5, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> so... There's like so many things that you've mentioned there, which a make me feel, you know, really proud and happy that we're we're having that impact. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I want to talk to is, um, you know, when you're sat at, on the first morning and and you immerse yourself in that experience, and Martin is you know doing his stuff at the front of the room and us the the, the gang we're all at yeah. the back usually yeah. taking the mick out of him because that's what you do with your team in it behind yeah. the scenes but actually it's a lovely reminder about the impact that that story that talk that um induction piece th- how that impacts the mindset of all the people who've done the bus that morning um, yeah. Very big bus, so um, it's a lovely reminder. And and you know, what, and you sat there, and it is emotive. And I know it's an emotive it story, but are you happy? Um, you can say no if you like. But is there is there something in it that really resonates with you that made made you think? I think looking back to um, to what he was saying and the pictures that he showed of this little boy. And even at that age, he still he still knew what he wanted. So even at a young age, he knew what he wanted. 
But now, at my age, it's, it's like a complete role reversal. It doesn't stop. The journey does not stop. It's constant. It depends on how you are as a person. And the fact of the matter is that, that I can resonate with Martin is because Martin is a character. Yeah. He's got such a warming personality that whenever you're in the same room as him, you feel, you feel good. Mm. Yeah. And whether everybody agrees with me or not, that whenever I'm in the same room as people, one thing I do like is I love the banter, um, the jokes, everything. Because life is too serious at the moment and we all need a laugh. And when I do training, the amount of feedback that I get from the candidates, because of my personality, it, I never, ever give a stress, a stressful training session. Never. Because I've had training sessions in the past of instructors who are very regimental. Once they've got a, uh, a tie on, they think that's it. I've re but it's not like that. You've got to take into account the different personalities. And you as a person, you've got to be able to be uh, inviting your, your candidates in and the people and make them warm to you. So that's the way I resonated with, with Martin, is the personality side of it. Yeah. And then, and then, so we've met Martin, we've already started to have an experience that's emotive yeah. and it's shaking a few things up. And then, and then you get to meet Kelly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she speaks for herself really, because she's got so much grace and professionalism and warmth in the way she goes about her business. And that, yeah, yeah that's just my experience of her. Um However, you know, you've got your own experience. So a couple of words about Kelly, if you don't mind. A couple of words. Well, all I can say is you've just said one of the words there. I class Kelly as my Grace Kelly. Oh. Um, she's, it's, I can't, I can't speak highly enough of her. She's a friend. She's a mentor. And when things are down, uh, which has been a couple of times. She sat and she's listened. She's never, ever judgmental. So whenever I say anything that's been a bit negative or if I've made a mistake, she always turns it round into a positive. Always, every time. And I can't thank her enough for the, all, all the help. So, yeah, she's my Grace Kelly. <laughs> yeah, and I remember the story. So it was like lunchtime on day one, and you've you've obviously had a chat with her by this point, and you're saying, "I've got this job interview." She's like, "Don't worry, let's get you sorted, ready for yeah. that." And that, to be quite honest, I forgot all about that. But the the fact of the matter is that from that point, she then spoke to me the next day. Yeah. And um, she actually gave me a telephone interview, which covered the area or the field of employment that I was going into. She totally prepared me for that interview. Unfortunately, I didn't get the job because when I went for the job and the way I came across, I was too experienced for them. So it wouldn't have uh, it wouldn't have worked, but. 
again, she didn't knew me. For, she didn't know me from Adam, and she completely guided me through that telephone interview because I don't usually have telephone interviews. I always have face to face. That way, I can then sense how the situation is going to be. Yeah, but with it was slightly different. So. That's a cl- yeah. cracking story of hitting the ground running with somebody oh, and, and trust, really, for me, yeah. hearing that. Um, and I can remember you going, well, she's going to help me already. I didn't expect anything this no, thing. And, and she's on it. <laughs> yeah, she's on it straight away. Yeah. Because she didn't, Kelly didn't sort of pry. She asked the right questions. She asked the questions that were important to me, not to her, but to me. And then I started to resonate with what she was saying because she was interested in me and, and not the particular job. Yeah. So she was mentoring me and that I've never had that before. Yeah. Uh, so if you had to sum up, so if you had a mate that phoned you up tomorrow and yeah. he said, Trev, I really need um, to get a mentor. What are the top three things that I need to look for and, and recruit for? Um, for that person, yeah, right. To be a, to be a man, I would say that you need. Um, oh, it's, it's very very difficult because Kelly is she's like everything in one package. But top three ingredients. Top three ingredients. Yeah. Pleasant. Warming and smart she's very smart yeah and the reason why i say smart is because whenever i'm talking to her she will write things down because then the next month i speak to her she will reiterate things that we've talked about she talks about my family she's listened and she asks how everybody is so yeah i'd say they were top brilliant Brilliant, because there's going to be some mentors listening to this and um, they, they, they'll they hear it and they'll think, okay, okay, short time to sharpen up and yeah. um, to be quite pleasant honest, and warm. It sounds like a Christmas cocktail then, pleasant it, and warm. It does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, without without the uh, olive, I think. Uh, <laughs> but um, with Kelly, the fact is that she could be a Yorkshire lass. Oh, she'll Definitely. like that. Definitely. She'll like that. She's had a, a challenging time of late, so hearing this will be a real tonic for her. Yeah, so. we, we could we could have Kelly in Yorkshire. She'd oh. fit in no problem. <laughs> Apart from the fact she doesn't support Leeds, but we can't have everything. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay. So let's time travel a little bit now. So you leave the induction. You got you, you've even got Kelly in your shopping bag, and yeah. um, she's. She has got all the credentials that you need, match made in heaven, off you go. And then life starts to evolve a little bit for you, doesn't it? It does, and, yeah. and gather pace. So do you want to share a bit of that with us? Yeah. Um, because of my complete change of career, it came at the right time for me with Reboot. Uh, because I was going self-employed. I've never been self-employed before. And also as well, I needed... Um, some guidance on this. And what I found was that by going through the different activities we did on the Saturday and the Sunday, that 
I started to, I don't know if this is cheesy or what, but I started to believe in myself that I could achieve what I wanted to achieve through the different programs. Um, it also showed me about myself uh, when we did the um, the circle, the... Oh, the wheel, the wheel the of wheel, change, yes. the coloured wheel the that everyone wheel will remember from that. Um, yes. Like colours of the rainbow around the outside and all yeah. the life areas. And the concept is, is yes. it a smooth wheel yeah. or is it a bumpy wheel? Exactly. And from that, you could learn so much about yourself and where you where you needed to be. So once I'd gone through all the different um, activities, that when I left on the first day, on the Saturday, I thought, wow, this is incredible. This is exactly what I need to move forward with my career. So as regards to self-employed, yeah, you, you, you have to learn about the tax situation and one thing or another, but it's how you come across as regards my role as a trainer instructor. So because of Reboot and because of all these activities, my confidence went through the roof to be able to stand in front of 25 heavy goods vehicle drivers on a Saturday teaching them CPC, which is a requirement of to drive a heavy goods vehicle. And that was my first time. And it was unbelievable experience. But because of my personality and because of the level of knowledge I was given on them two days, that I could look at myself and say, I can do this. This is not a problem because of taking into account the different things we learned from that day. And that just moved me forward. It's interesting because from a technical perspective, so that myself and my team, we would we would say that we can't make anyone believe in themselves. We're perhaps the vehicle and the mechanism, I couldn't say that then, the mechanism to enable a change, change of thinking, change of ideas. We're we're there to generate a little bit of electricity, if you like. Um, So so I want to go back to what you said there around, I started to believe in myself because I'll argue that we're not res- we're, we're not responsible for that. We didn't create that. You did. Um, all I'll say on that is, whoever, whoever the person is, everything's there already. It's a case of meeting the right people to be able to bring all that to the surface and let people recognise their own abilities that are already there. And I think that that's what you guys did on that weekend. You did it in such a way that made us all think, well, I've never thought about that. And it wasn't difficult. It was something that was already there. You just switched the light on, you guys. You know, So that's, that's what I got from that. So I wonder how many people that you know, you're connecting with, you're working with, you're training, you're growing yeah. people now all the time. How many people walk away from your learning experience now and they and they think, do you know what? I couldn't have done that on my own. 
thanks to Trev. I've got some great skills and I believe in myself. Right. Well, I'm going to tell you a story now. Sound like Max Bagley. I love it. I love it. That's why we're here. We love the stories. Right. Obviously, I train fork truck instruction. I train people how to drive a fork truck, whether it's a counterbalance, reach truck, whatever. And one day, I had three guys that I was training. They were all novices, young lads. And um, one of the guys, on the first day, we were all laughing and joking. We did the theory. I got them through the theory exam. Then we went out into the warehouse. And one of the guys, every time he introduced a new learning curve to drive a fork truck, he was actually in the corner with his head in his hands. I thought he was sick. I thought he was poorly. I went up to him and I says, you know, are you okay? He lifted his head up and he, he had tears in his eyes. And I says, what's matter? He says, this is too hard for me. I can't do it. So I then said, right, like every, every training session, your training is only as quick as your slowest learner. So I, I adapted the training session to incorporate him. The other two guys that were with him was, they were his work colleagues. They understood more about him than I did. So I managed to talk him through it, got him through it, give him a bit of a G and yeah, you can do this and, and everything. On the second day, I introduced more uh, difficult driving techniques. And again, he was the same. He was crying. He don't think he can do it. It feels like he's wasted my time. It feels like he's wasted everybody else's time at work, etc. This went on for three days. And this brought out something that I never thought I would have to do with training, I wasn't taught how to, to deal with this kind of situation. So again, the parent in you comes out to be able to help this person. So on the last day when it came to the test, um, there were two guys that came through and I asked where he was. And they said, he's, he's upstairs in the bathroom. He's locked himself in the bathroom. So I went upstairs and I managed to get him out and he was a complete wreck. And I thought, right, I need, to, I need to help this guy get him through this. And it turned out with the questions that I asked him, he had a massive, massive um, anxiety problem, which I don't think that the company should have put him through if they knew this, but he was there. He'd done three days of training. So on the fourth day, I spoke to him, he, I won't go into details as to why he's got the anxiety, but he opened up to me and I says, look, we can do this, come on, we can do it, come down. And we did. And on the training session, you're allowed up to 40 penalty points before it's a failure. So they still allow some room for manoeuvre within the training. And when he did his test, I got him through it. I took everybody else out of the, the warehouse. There was just me and him. I didn't speak to him. I just stood in one place. I didn't let him show me mark any marks down. I wanted him to concentrate on what he knew he had to do. Forget about me. 
And when it finished, he'd come off that truck, he was shaking, he could see he was really, really bad. He only got 25 penalty points. He passed the test. Anybody would have thought I'd have just given him the six lottery winning numbers. And it was like, I got a lot of satisfaction out of that because one, it showed me that I'm capable of dealing with certain situations that I never thought I would be. So, 10 months down the line, I've had some other people come from the same company for training. And it turns out that this young lad is the best fork truck driver in their building. He doesn't have any accidents. He's so confident. And that inspires you as well at the same time to find out that he is the best driver. Everybody goes to him whenever they want any uh, stock replenishing, putting down, because he gets it done quick. Mm. So that's... Great story. Yeah. You, can, you can't ask can... for more than that, can you, really, no. that, that, that it lives on? Um, and I asked you, I asked you what, the, what were the special ingredients about Kelly earlier on? So, you know, if he's going back to work and he's telling people, I did my training with Trevor, um, the, you know, what are the special ingredients that he will describe about you? Uh, that I don't, I don't put people under stress. It's a calming environment. Um, I don't come across as, as though it's a teaching session at school. I treat them as adults. And the best thing is that we are so professional in what we do that uh, I hope that he goes back and he tells everybody that um, I'm the right man to do the training. Yeah, I love because that. Because of you, how he feels. You use the language of we because you never you never take the full thing for yourself. But no. that's a lovely thing about you. And I, I love the, the diversion tactic there of, yeah, we don't put anyone under, under any stress and... Uh, we don't tell them that they can't do anything. So if you yeah. don't put them under under stress, so you know what you don't do, what do you do? You, Trevor, what do you do? Um, I'll be myself. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. I just be myself. And by doing that, I aren't doing anything out of the ordinary. I am not um, reading from any type of script, training script. It's just me. And that works. And I find comfort from that and confidence as well. Because um, at the moment, the training company I'm at, that with the feedback that I get, there's one company that always asks for me to go to their site, which I'm going tomorrow and Friday. And uh, they ask for me all the time. And because I've, I've struck up such a good relationship with the health and safety and HR manager, they know the type of training I give and they know that the level of certification they get is correct and that they've been trained correctly. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And so you've gone from strength to strength. You're now fully self-employed and independent. Yeah. So you can work with a number of different companies. And um, what's, what part of the journey uh, is next? You know, what, what, what's well, it look like? If I start, if I can start at the beginning, that last April, when I met you guys, I just completed the instructor's course. 
So I could only te teach one truck. As it stands, and nothing else, no, no, no more, just one truck. As it stands at the moment, I can now teach on 13 different types of truck. I teach first aid. I teach health and safety. I teach CPC instruction to heavy goods vehicle. And at the moment, I have just completed my NEBOS course wow. to become health and safety. I'm also a member of IOSH. Uh, so once I pass this NEBOSH, I will then be able to become tech IOSH, which will then allow me to be able to offer training on IOSH uh, health and safety management in the workplace. But also... <laughs> Also, You're like the safest man in Yorkshire. Who's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a complete rebel? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done more training now than what I was at school, and I hated school. <laughs> My God. Uh, but uh, I've also got two more courses that I need to complete, which will give me the complete package for training and instruction. I am at the present doing learning to become uh, the... AETT, I think it's called, the teaching course, uh, which allow me to then go into adult education. And um, I'm also doing uh, to become an MVQ assessor. Wow, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And so, um, how many years' work have you got left, Trevor, roughly? Well, I'm 59. And the reason why I've done all this is because I don't want to stop. By doing this, it'll allow me to be able to offer consultancy, um, going to different places, offer help on health and safety, MVQ assess young people in training. And the reason why I've done that is because uh, the warehouse, there's more, because of Brexit, I know I'm digressing, but because of Brexit, what's happening now is there's more and more storage facilities that are getting built all around um, motorways, et cetera, near where I live. And they are sprouting up like you wouldn't believe. And there's more and more young people that are coming into the warehouse uh, environment. And because of this, local councils are coming on board and offering uh, funded training with a contract with a training company I'm with. Give you an example, Wakefield, Wakefield District Council. If you are a householder with Wakefield District Council, they will offer you, if you're unemployed, they will offer you some funding for training for Fortrup because now they've got a contract with the training company. So I've been oh, teaching, brilliant. I've been teaching unemployed people to either refresh the fortune licenses or get them through novice. So I did training the other day on one lad, and as soon as I give him the temporary certificate, because he passed, he went straight round to a company on the site where we were to get a job, because they wouldn't entertain it until he got his RTITB certificate. So everybody's, it's not, it's not a case of jumping on the bandwagon, <coughs> It's a case of these people have recognised where 
the industry is going to be short on workforce. I think that's an amazing story because, you know, we're, at the moment, more and more of us are stuck in our houses, in our yeah. home offices, and you start to lose a bit of perspective around yeah. what is going on in this country. You know, and I'm down south, so um, there's a different type of work that goes on here. Um, less, less, um, less of the the things that you've just described there that are going on either side of motorway. So it's just very different the picture and the landscape. So I think it's great hearing that because it's a reminder for me around what is actually going on here as a result of Brexit, as a result of change, as a result of pandemic. Um, and you're describing opportunities for the people that are gonna that are gonna drive us forward in the future or drive businesses forward. Definitely because um in this region, West Yorkshire, around this area, because of the the motorway system, um you just see warehouses going up and up all the time every spare of land that's going there's warehousing being built yes it's it, it's a bit of an eyesore but at the same time it's helping people get back to work and to earn a living and feel confident and believe that they can support a family or themselves so there's a big knock-on effect on this that people don't understand a lot of people don't yeah. yeah warehouse work years ago it used to be the the low one of the lowest jobs i'm a warehouse worker yeah because you can't get out else it's different now yeah people are becoming more warehouse workers for the simple reason is this country needs them yeah industry needs them they're important logistic logistical side of this country at the moment and that's why we are getting more and more people coming for training I love that I love that you're this this catalyst in the journey of so many people who are embarking on their new life their new learning putting bread on their table building their future for their family etc I love that and there'll be people listening to this who are like inspired to go out and start putting some of those building blocks in place themselves they need to because as as bad as it is at the moment this year with the covid that certain types of industry are being created they're getting bigger and the logistics industry is just going through the roof i mean just to give you an example uh, last year, when I first started, I trained two people, one from Eritrea and another guy from Ethiopia. They'd just come into the country, yeah? And their English language was not brilliant. They both, I got them through it. They've never seen a fork truck in their life. They've never been on a fork truck. But what I do is... I listen to what they're saying. I find out, well, why, why have you come over to England? You know, and this, that, and the other. And when you listen to some of the problems that they've, they've, they've left behind, it's unbelievable. When they go away, they're taking my phone number. They keep me informed. Some of these guys have stayed in touch and they stay in touch with the training company and they've gone from strength to strength. Yeah. Simple reason is driving a fork truck 
people say, oh, it's it. No, it's not. It's not. It takes a certain type of person. You've got to use your brain in a different way. The other you side certainly of your brain. Do. Yeah. You certainly do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, two, two people, they came over from Singapore. Was it Singapore? No, sorry, Hong Kong. They set up their own business over here in Yorkshire as an import company uh, selling toys. They settled their own business. They wanted a warehouse and they came to get training. As soon as I saw, I thought the language barrier here is going to be, it's going to be incredible, but it wasn't. So when I was training them, they were husband and wife team. The wife was absolutely brilliant on the fork truck. Then her husband stepped on. He could not reverse a fork truck to save his life. And I says, well, how do you drive a car? He says, I never reverse. I says, what? He says, I don't reverse. I says, well, how the heck have you got an English driving license? He says, they just swapped it over. He says, but in Hong Kong, we don't get taught how to reverse in a car because we all go forward. Just, <laughs> I thought, no, are you winding me up or what? I'm thinking Jeremy Beadle's in corner. <laughs> but that's the pattern. They don't do it and he could not reverse. So I couldn't give him a full license it was restricted to allow him to just drive the fork truck he couldn't do any stacking racking work but his wife could she passed the test but I he just that. showed me the, the different type of people um it was it, it could not reverse to save his life and when he told me that he would never talk to reverse in hong kong because we just go forward i thought well, he's got a point, actually, and we we really do just go forward most of the time. I like that as a metaphor, but I like I like the the sh- there's a shout out there for all the female drivers. Come on, Definitely. ladies, give yourself a pat on the back. Well, to be honest, if this is going over the air, we need more women to come for truck drivers. It, at the moment, it's become a male industry. Yeah. We need to get more female on the fork truck drivers because I'll tell you so much. Some I've had, I've just had two female drivers, and they've both been absolutely brilliant. Go but out there. we need to be more diverse with with that side of it, yeah. Because it's becoming a male-dominated uh, industry, and it shouldn't be like that. Well, this this recording is going to go out on Anchor FM, which links into Spotify, so it will have a wider reach than the Reboot community. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll put your phone number on on, yeah. on the link, Trevor. You get texts from all sorts. Could That's be interesting. Fine. Could be a whole <laughs> new journey. So, <laughs> so, which might not be fit for this air. But anyway, um, I want to talk about what you what you're going to do next. What does your uh, you're not going to stop because you're that no. kind of character. Um, there's a Queen song in there, isn't there? Which we can talk about them at the we end. Could talk about I know that day. they're your inspiration. Yeah. Um, but what is next for you in reality? Next in reality for me is um, I'm biting at the bit to get this knee bosh. Yeah. Past. I've done the two car. I've done the the written and the practical, and I'm just waiting for the results. So once I've got that, that's it. The sky's the limit for me as what my portfolio is going to be massive. Yeah. It's going to be bigger now than it's ever been in my working career. 
So by doing that, the training company, because I'm self-employed and freelance, that the training company is actually creating an health and safety IOS training course because the industry where they are, it's all warehouse. People are asking them for it. And as it stands at the moment, I'm the only person on their books by doing the NEBOS that could offer that training. So I want to become more uh, classroom work, teaching, and um, basically, I, I just want to be—I just want to be successful in. I want—I want to be able to. Um, how can I put it? Reap the benefits of everything I've done in the last eighteen months. Yeah. Nice. Yes, I'm working for somebody, but I also need to reap the benefits, and not just do it for other people. I need to do it for myself as well now. Lovely. And I think sometimes when, you know, I've asked you a few questions and when we say stuff out loud, it takes it into a different dimension, doesn't it? It, it becomes does, yeah. more pixelated, more technicolor, more um, three, four D even so that it's real now. So when we say it out loud, there's more of a likelihood of it happening. Yeah. Bigger, brighter, etc. Yeah. So hopefully Kelly's going to listen to this. And um, she'll, <laughs> she'll be with you in Technicolor in the future. Um, is there anything else, Trevor, that you would like to share with us about you, your your world, your dreams, your bigger picture that you think would be a great message for anyone listening to this? I think for me um, is just to tell people, be yourself. Don't be what society thinks you should be. Be yourself. Um, and the old cliche, if I can do it, anybody could do it. I got into a rut in the sense that I was just stuck in purchasing, sat behind a desk, and I thought that was it, that's all I could do. But it wasn't. And Reboot helped me to do that by making me aware of certain aspects of me as a person that, like I've said previously, that's already there, that have brought it out to enable me to do this. Mm. So I say to people, just be yourself. Don't be what everybody else thinks you should be. Yeah, I love it because, you know, you are the epitome of somebody who's so authentic. What you see is what you get. You're, there's an infectious character within you that people just naturally want to hang around with. Or oh, phone Trevor because you'll feel better at the end of it. I or... think you need to talk to my wife about that, about <laughs> hanging around me. This signs when shed doors being open. <laughs> <laughs> We've got it in every house. But, yeah. but ultimately, your story there and the success that you've got is because you you decided that the more true I am to myself the more yeah. connected I am to myself, the more people yeah. I surround myself that help me to be myself and live my own way in life, you get, you get results, you get success. You do. And, the, and the way you get results is um, with such as like me in training and instruction is seeing different types of people 
but also as well knowing that you have made an impact on their life by giving them the training and helping them to move forward as well. Yeah. Um, I would recommend to anybody who is capable of doing is to do this training instruction. It's brilliant. I look forward to going to work all the time. There's times when I've, I've been to places that have not been fantastic. Like I went to one last week and it was a uh, medical waste place and uh, they burnt all the medical waste that were coming in from all, all the hospitals. Now, before I went there, I was taught there was a certain smell that when they burn in, it stinks. And I was told that the, the burn uh, limbs and things like that. So I thought when I got told I was going there, I thought, oh, gosh, no, 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 no. When I got there, it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? It was just, it was just incredible. Each industry has to have a certain bad point of what they need to do, and that is one of them. Yet, there's still people willing to do it. Yeah. Even though it's mundane and what they're dealing with, they still wanted to do it, and they're still laughing and joking. And it's, it's just people need to understand that there is life still going on. Yeah. And we talk about key workers. It's not just the NHS. It's anybody else who is helping to keep this country going. Yeah, yeah. I like moving. that strong message there very yeah. very strong message around awareness for me um i i know that people are going to listen to this and they are going to take truckloads away ah oh, that was a pun there wasn't it without realizing truckloads away <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Did it>. so, <laughs> but um no seriously uh, they are there's there's so much in there for everyone whether it is through the mentoring through that story of commitment and immersion that you have displayed um, through, you know, strength of character, through having that really lovely global view of what it takes to get this country functioning or back functioning the way it deserves to function. So, you know, they're all going to love it listening to you. Because Um, I'm not doing anything, anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. I'm not Uh, a special person. I'm just me. Oh, um, so with that in mind, we're going to, we're going to say goodbye. I'm going to say goodbye. I'm going to say thank you for you're giving welcome. up your time. I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas. I haven't yeah. asked you about what you do. You're not going getting stuck, stuck down the shed and locked in it or anything, are you? Definitely not. No, there's, uh, I can see there's going to be a lot of uh, JD flowing and <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's the only bubble I'm creating, me and my mate Jack. An alcoholic bubble. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think um, the message is be yourself. Yeah, thank be, you. Be grateful for what you, for what ever comes our way next is what I take from you. And finally, what is the one Queen song, Queen track for the day that everyone should go away and play? Princes of the universe, because we're Prince. all born to be, because we're all born to be kings. Princes of the universe, right? Okay. That, that's the homework folks yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you Trevor thank you very much and Merry Christmas to you and everybody else and thank you Reboot for everything you've done for me Brilliant. personally to 
tomorrow, guys, I'm going to be joined by the lovely Amber Asher, and she is going to share some of her top tips for getting a job, changing job, going through that interview process, and more importantly, the reboot story, the highs and the lows that have wrapped around that whole process since she's been part of this community of learners and what it takes to stay in that relationship with your mentor and get the most out of your mentor. So tune in, press play, have a listen, and I'll meet you there.